Hey, hey, couples, welcome to another episode of Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy with your love coach, Pastor Chara Taylor. I really hope that everyone is having a really good start off to this new year that we're still trying to navigate through in a pandemic. My prayers are for all of you. Know that uh, you have my support and my prayers, and I'm praying that we will all make it through this successfully and that our marriages will be much stronger when we come out of the pandemic. Okay, so listen, I want to talk to you guys just kind of briefly for a little bit about doing the right thing, how doing the right thing will awaken love. And so often, we always want to have things done our way and we try to wait for the other person to do their part before we do our part but honestly that's not biblical the bible doesn't tell us to wait for other people then we do our part the bible is very specific and clear on doing the right thing at all times And so to have a further understanding of this, I think we should understand that there is a divine law of reciprocity. So if you do something divine, if you do something the right way, then divinely it will have to come back to you because that is a principle from the Lord. That is a biblical principle. You do and then it's done back to you. So whether it's coming back to you from your spouse or whether it's coming back to you from the Lord it is coming back to you so let's just get into it okay let's just talk about this so like if you want some passionate loving loving from your spouse then you must give some passionate loving to your spouse giving passionate loving is the right thing to do if you want to receive some passionate loving in return if you want affection from your spouse then you must give affection to your to your spouse you can't just have this desire and this anticipation and this expectation of oh my spouse needs to be affectionate to me and you on the other hand are not showing any affection at all okay if you want your spouse to be all into you then you must be all into your spouse as well and that means prioritizing your marriage and prioritizing your spouse if you want some honor and respect then you got to give honor and respect okay it doesn't just happen by osmosis or just because okay you have to give honor and you have to give respect as well if you want sincerity then give sincerity if you want understanding then you have to be understanding if you want your spouse to be all over you and cuddle up and rub up against you then you must do the same you must do the same these are the right things to do okay if you don't want attitude in your marriage then stop giving attitude this goes for men and women. Men don't think that they give off bad attitudes, but uh, yes, y'all do. And listen, that's a turnoff, man. Don't no woman want to see you with no nasty attitude, just like you don't want to see your, your wife with a nasty attitude. It goes both ways. So if you want loving kindness, then you have to be loving and you have to be kind. I can't say this enough that meanness and attitudes are turnoffs. And then we wonder why our spouse doesn't want to come and be close to us. Check ourselves. See if what we're giving off is repelling our spouse or if it's drawing our spouse to us. So being offensive and defensive, argumentative, absent, which means physically absent and emotionally absent, being uninvolved and unsupportive 
critical, accusing, blaming. All of these are sexual and marital repellents. The Bible tells us to put these things away. Stop complaining that you're not getting what you desire from your spouse or what you want. And do what you know is right. So one of my favorite movies is the movie Fireproof. And in that movie Fireproof, the main character, he did a 40-day love dare um, on his spouse without her support. At first, he did it half-heartedly, and she still wasn't interested. But he kept doing it, and it changed the course of their marriage. Yes, I realize it was a scripted movie, but what is not scripted is the divine principle that stands out, and that divine law, and that divine principle is the divine law of reciprocity. Sure, there are some marriages that that this will not work for, because God is not going to go against your free will. But for those who humble themselves to God first. And then to their spouse and live according to biblical principles, they will see the fruit of love manifest like never before. So let's be honest. We're in a new year. And if you're totally honest with yourself, the way you've been doing things in your marriage is not giving you the desired results that you want. So check this out. Why not try to do things? God, Stop rebelling against God's ways. Remember, his ways are not our ways. His ways lead to life and life more abundantly. So release your spouse and your marriage to God and surrender your heart to him and allow him to lead you this year in a loving marriage. We have to put off selfishness and treat our spouse the way we want to be treated. That is the golden rule is to treat people the way you want to be treated. These are important keys to having a hot and holy marriage. Now, listen, I get it. There are some things that have happened, some words that have been spoken, some things have happened that hurt and have cut you to your core and your heart is broken and you're like, I can't get past this. I don't know how to move forward. This is the perfect time to talk to God about it and allow God to heal your heart because some of us are waiting for our spouses to heal our hearts. And if your spouse had the capacity and the ability to heal you, you would already be healed. So you're going to have to give your brokenness over to God so that God can heal you. God can walk you through how to totally forgive and move forward in your marriage so that you can have a hot and holy marriage so that you guys can get to a place of restoration. It is possible. Now, here's something I do want to say. It's hard to have sex with a person who has manifested some evil ways. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. Like, If you have manifested a way that has been evil and has been hurtful, it is really hard for your spouse to want to connect with you in that manner. So if you feel like there is no passion, then check to make sure that you're not being used by the devil. Make sure the enemy is not using you because honestly, nobody wants to sleep with the enemy. And when we have ungodly character or behavior and we act like the enemy, then we put ourselves in a place where our spouses are going to be on the defense and they're going to put on the whole armor and make sure that they are or that they are not able to be hurt again. So ask yourself, am I not getting any because my behavior reflects that of the enemy? Is it on me? Is there something I can do to change my behavior that I am not repelling my behavior, my, my spouse and that I am not coming off as the enemy? We teach that your spouse is not your enemy. Your spouse is your friend. But the devil, our adversary, can use absolutely any open vessel that will allow him to come and to manifest. And ask yourself, do I just willingly talk to people who have evil ways? Or do I willingly talk to 
enemies that are in the street. And so if you're not going to willingly open yourself up to an enemy that you know is an enemy, why would your spouse open themselves up to you? That's something to think about, okay? But moving forward, let's talk about some spiritual principles. There are some spiritual principles that prove to always give a return on his promises. And so one of my life's models is to live by spiritual principles and reap and enjoy spiritual promises. Because God set out principles and he cannot go back on his word. If God has said it, he has to perform it, okay? A few spiritual principles that apply to us in our marriages is about giving and receiving. If you give, it shall be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's a spiritual principle. And no, you might not see it up front, but if you do it, God has to stand on his word. And another one is the Lord loves a cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful giver giving to the church and to other people, but he loves a cheerful giver who is giving themselves to their spouse. Okay, he loves that. Don't give yourself grudgingly to your spouse. Another principle that I love is that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk upright. If you do it and he will deal with your spouse. My other principle that I really love is you reap what you sow. You sow horrible seeds. You're going to get a horrible um, harvest and a horrible return. You sow good seeds. You're guaranteed to get a great harvest and a powerful, loving return. God is not slack concerning his promises. He sees good and evil in all places. If you're doing good, he has to give you back in return. If your spouse is not reciprocating, then the father knows how to deal with your spouse and take care of you at the exact same time. I remember a time that me and my husband were really struggling so bad and I felt so unloved by my husband. And I cried out to God and the Lord spoke to me and said, Don't forget how much I love you. Those words were so comforting to me. I was so caught up in what I was not getting naturally from my my husband that I had completely forgotten how much the father loves me. And here's the truth. When we forget how much God loves us, we stop moving and living spiritually. The fruit of the spirit are tossed out the window and we do not practice the whole love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not rude. Love does not parade itself. All that stuff is tossed out the window. Okay, we begin to move in a place of anger, frustration, bitterness, and self-seeking revenge and forgetting that vengeance comes from God. So listen, even if you feel unloved at this present time, don't forget that Jesus loves you much more than your spouse ever could. So release your spouse into the very capable hands of the father and allow him to deal with your spouse. Let me quickly give you a little testimony of mine. My testimony is that I cried out to God during this time. I cried out to God and he reminded me of his love for me. And then I released my husband and the situation into God's capable hands. And I said to God, I remember saying to God, God, I know that you're capable. I know that you're able. My unbelief is, will you, will you change it? Will you move? And then I said, I have to release this to you because I don't know what else to do. And listen, once I released it all and I cried it out, then God dealt with my husband. I mean, he did. He dealt with him, but he also dealt with me about some things that I needed to focus on, some things that I needed to do, some things that had crawled up into my heart. He dealt with both of us. And then he allowed us to come together and to talk. And when the restoration was so beautiful. Now, my husband, at the very beginning of our relationship, when we got together 14 years ago at this point, um, 
he created a 72 hour rule for us that said we have 72 hours to be upset to and then by the after the seven after the 72nd hour if we have not discussed it then it's dead we can never go back to it and so we get 72 hours to think on it to pray about it and then to come together and i'll be honest most times i wait till the 71st hour <laughs> but anyhow um This allows me time to go and pray. This allows me time to talk to God. This allows us both time to calm down. This allows us to figure out if we need intervention or mediator or somebody else to come in. And it works. After that seven, after we talk and God has talked to both of us and showed us the error of our ways and we're allowed to really discuss it wholeheartedly and and, and, and repent and apologize and, and then pray and then move forward. You know, we don't go back to it. We're not allowed to go back to it. And then if there's something that has been really embedded there and we need some help, then we do get help. We have an accountability couple and you should have an accountability couple too. Okay. I just wanted to share that testimony with you because it works. We talk about it within 72 hours. If we need extra help, we get help. We allow God to help us calm down and to walk us through the right things to do according to the word and according to God's plan. And it works. Doing the right thing will awaken some love. All right. So listen, if you and your or your spouse have fallen into a pit where you feel like you're more focused on outside elements of the marriage, then you may want to think, you know, that that principle does not work. Okay. But God cannot break his promises. If you go back to doing what's right and focus on doing what's right, then God has to show up. He absolutely has to show up. He will not go against your will or your spouse's will, but he will comfortly and lovingly walk you through whatever direction you need to go in to make sure that your heart is pure, that your heart is right, and that you stay in a right excuse me, position with God first. And God sees and he knows what's best for your marriage. Allow him to move you both into what he has for you. Do what's right and right will come forward. Right will be returned. Right will harvest. You will have a harvest of right back to you. Remember, doing what's right always yields a reward from the Lord. It is my prayer That you guys will do what's right this year so that you can see the manifestation of God's promises for your marriage and that you can have a hot and holy marriage. Thanks so much for joining me this time and I'll talk to you guys next time. Listen, if you want to connect with me, I'm on Facebook and I have a YouTube channel and I also have an Awaken Love TV show on BGK TV. So I hope that you will follow me and connect with me and I do pray that your marriage is being hot and holy and that your love is being awakened. God bless you.